On to subject number two. This is hunger, the ultimate equalizer. This was uh, a subject and a topic that I've been wanting to cover for the past two seasons. Now I'm finally getting to it. And what I, my whole focal point about this uh, hunger, the ultimate equalizer, it really has to do with a lot of what I, what, I've been kind of like saying about uh, on these um, podcasts as far as, um, you know, kind of being prepared for the worst. And, you know, that all started off with that community garden. And now obviously I haven't done it. We didn't do it last year or this year, but um, hopefully next year, you know, um, we get better leadership. That way we'll be able to start looking at um, community garden again or personal gardens or however, greenhouses, whatever. So the, the main takeaway from this is that no matter how rich or how poor you are, you know, food will always be one of them, um, one of those problems in life where you, you can't avoid it. You have to eat, man. And with eating comes a lot of responsibility as far as uh, what we take and what our body can handle. And it also goes into like health and mental health, because if you use food to help you cope with the situation you're not used to dealing with, then you could, you know, possibly overeat and get so heavy that, you know, you start developing health problems, blood clots, and all kinds of dangerous um, effects could come from it, from being too overweight. And, you know, and everybody knows this, but we just can't, we just can't stop. We, we have to eat, man. And when I'm doing all these, um, runarounds in the city of Gallup, um, I try really hard not to eat, man, but sometimes I got to leave the house in a hurry because my mom's got me doing so much chores. I'm trying to hurry up and, you know, I just, I just don't have time to eat and I jump in the vehicle and take off. But when I get to town, oh man, the smells of, um, you know, fast food and grease, man, that kind of drives me wild. So I got to roll up the window so I don't smell it. And, and, you know, just, I just happen to have one of them vehicles where the AC doesn't work. So I got to roll down the windows. And when I roll down the windows, you know, that, you know, I, I get the, I get to accompany the, uh, the smell along with my drive, you know, whether it's, dead animal or, or fast food, you know, it's like, man, it's, you know, it hits the uh, senses, but anyways, um, as far as, um, being hungry, it's, uh, you know, it's a, a human condition where, you know, yeah, not only with humans, but animals, just every living, breathing organism in life, it, it all has, it has to eat, it has to sustain nourishment, you know, and, um, when we were doing these, uh, food, I guess you would call them food drives when we were getting, uh, food and donations from these, um, organizations utilizing our nonprofit status. Um, a lot of them were still held over. So we, I, we did our best to try to give them out and, um, and, then after a while, people were like, oh, well, we don't need this anymore. You know, we got, we get better food over here or, you know, they, when, especially when they got their, um, their, what was that? The stimulus money, a lot of Navajos went out to restaurants, man. And they were just spending it like they were billionaires, you know? And 
that's where they would come back and they'd be like, oh, well, I don't have any more money now. Where's When's the next stimu- stimulus coming? And the fourth stimulus keeps being teased, you know, on social media and um, saying, oh, Joe Biden's going to sign the fourth stimulus check and everybody's just kind of like waiting on that. But the the economy now is so damaged that, you know, even if he were to give people money, he the the price of everything has risen as far you know like like gas and food and not only was it lumber but you know it all kind of ties back into politics again where if uh i saw this one meme on facebook where it says a year ago uh you know america was nobody you know it was uh nobody wanted to mess with america it was um really being prosperous. There was more jobs coming, you know, the economy was flourishing. Um, immigrants were, you know, being contained at the border. And nowadays, you know, it's the reverse opposite where, you know, the world is laughing at America because of Joe Biden's, uh, I don't know, his terrible leadership as far as being a president goes. And, you know, they're mocking him at these, uh, the climate summit, he fell asleep. Now they're talking about it. And, um, the immigrants they're coming into the United States, like, like by the thousands. And when, um, when that, when that happens, you know, a, a lot of people don't like it because, you know, even though America is, you know, was pretty much founded upon the current United States of America was founded upon immigration, you know, with, um, immigrants coming into the U S. Um, and even though native Americans were here first, I mean, that's, that's obvious. That's a given, but I'm just talking about the modernized world. And, um, so when that happens, um, you know, it, it has too many, it has like a population boom and, the, the drug cartels, they're now, you know, shooting at the, uh, border patrol agents and, you know, and these guys are just trying to do their job and here comes the, the cartels. They're like, oh, well, look how weak America is. Everybody's just running in. Let's go shoot at these, uh, border patrol agents. Let's see if we can kill them, you know? And it's just kind of, that's, that's how bad it's gotten. And then, um, then also the, um, uh, the whole thing about, you know, just the way the world is now, it's, it's, it's under the leadership of Joe Biden, it's gotten real terrible. And, but anyways, so my point being that, you know, food is the, the, the cost of food is rising. Now, if immigrants are just coming in by the thousands, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're cheap labor. If they can work at the, uh, the gardens and, and the fields and, you know, help raise crops and stuff. But, but with that, um, comes a lot of problems with, um, these immigrants not being vaccinated and, and the U S is like saying, oh, there's a mask mandate. You know, if you're working for some company or you're working with the fire department, a police station, you need to get vaccinated. And a lot of people are walking off their jobs. And like I said before, you know, the nurses and doctors, they're leaving, they're walking out of the hospitals and the hospitals are getting overcrowded and, people are like, where's the doctors? Where's the nurses? You know, we, we need some help. And this whole mask mandate, like making it mandatory for you to get vaccines is just a, or what do I say? Max mask, mask, 
mandates, I, I meant to say vaccine mandates, um, you know, these, uh, immigrants are not getting vaccinated. So they're just kind of coming in and roaming around and, uh, finding places to live and stay. And, you know, then that's going to cause a lot more problems. Like with big cities, once people find out that so-and-so is an immigrant, you know, there's going to be a lot more hate crime. And last year was, uh, you know, the, uh, black community, the Ginny community had a hard time with, um, you know, police brutality and, you know, it's just, now imagine that multiplied by these immigrants coming in that are unvaccinated and it, you know, it's gone to the point where people are saying, you know, what was that? Fuck Joe Biden. But they're also saying it like, let's go Brandon. Uh, cause this news reporter, she was, there, there was this race car driver for NASCAR. His name was Brandon something. And people were chanting fuck Joe Biden only because, you know, it was a public event and they know it was getting uh, televised. So that news reporter says, how do you feel, Brandon? You know, listen to the crowd. They're saying, let's go Brandon. So that's where all that stuff, you know, happened from. But anyways, um, now as far as the hunger part goes, these immigrants, they're going to get hungry too. Cause you know, like I said, you know, all living organisms need to eat. So the one thing that might happen is a combination of what I was saying with relationship problems. Um, if these Navajo Chantmai men don't, you know, don't man up and be responsible enough to, to have, uh, a steady relationship with one Navajo woman, then an immigrant's going to come on somewhere, uh, onto the res and they're going to, you know, they're going to swoon their way with these Navajo girls because the Navajo girls are going to be like, Oh, is this what it's like to be loved? Oh man, this guy really, you know, pays attention to me. Um, yeah, I don't care if he's an immigrant, he knows what I want. So, you know, they get it on. And next thing you know, he's pretty much part of the family now. And the family's going to be pissed at her for getting together with an immigrant. And, um, and the baby's going to be biracial, which goes into another subject I'll talk about, which is pretty much how we're losing culture by biracial, biracialism. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, it's, it's going to happen. I mean, whether you look at it good or bad, it's going to happen. And, you know, all this integration of, um, cultures like, like me, I'm sitting inside of a Hogan speaking English onto, um, uh, electrical device that, you know, is part of a program that's called a podcast. And, you know, that's, that's the integration that I've done, you know, and, and also learning the whole nonprofit area to better the, the, the community. And, you know, it, so it kind of raises for me, it raises a whole nother, um, topic of biracial babies because like me, I mean, I, I, I would love to have like a bunch of, you know, different kids from different countries. And, um, you know, uh, just because I grew I'm growing up in an age where, there's television and you can see other cultures on television and, you know, you, you know, like me, I'm, oh, I, man, I was watching, um, I think it was master chef and there was this, uh, Ginny lady. She was from, I think she was from Sudan or Nigeria, but man, she was beautiful. And she had this beautiful, you know, African accent. And I was just like in love and I was watching her cook and everything. I was like, damn, 
I'd love to be with that chick. And then I'm um, here. She got eliminated. So I was like, ah, I was like, damn, that sucks. But, you know, I'm just saying that this whole biracial thing, it, it, it could, you know, lead into more, more hunger because there'll be too many babies that, you know, you, you can't feed because the Navajo nation has their little, um, um, what do you call that thing? Oh man, I forgot their census. Yeah. So, you know, and and if you have a um like half Navajo, half Haitian, because uh, I think there was like a lot of Haitians at the borders, at the border. Um, so it's a half Haitian, half Navajo baby. You know, uh, the mother. You know, it might get to the point where there'd be like a whole bunch of that, and then the tribe would be like, you know, we we can't service too many biracial babies anymore. They're taking up all the uh, all the all the food. And the biracial, um, like the Haitian family would kind of maybe move in with the Navajo family, probably take over, uh, a trailer or a Hogan, you know, and they're going to love it. They're going to, they're going to love, enjoy living in the U S and even though it's on the reservation and it's got a really poor, um, uh, you know, economical condition, they're going to love it. They're going to enjoy being Americans and be like, oh yeah, well I knocked up this Navajo girl and you know, we have no choice now, but we, we got to, we're, we're, um, we're, oh, what's that word called? Like, um, common law, common law, husband and wife. And then later on, you know, he's going to see another Navajo girl. And it's like, oh man, or young lady, whatever, whatever his choice is. And, and then there goes that cycle again. Then they're all going to be, uh, cheating around with each other. So, you know, that could be a possible future. I'm just saying, you know, let's just look at this logically. If that's going to happen, um, food, food shortage is going to be one of those things to, to, you know, make people want to, um, become immoral and like kill, kill others' livestock, which I'm pretty sure is already happening, but, um, excuse me, but like the wildlife that we got out here, um, the deer, um, over here at my mom's place in Clagato. Uh, a few weeks ago, a deer got hit on the highway and, um, excuse me again. And, um, I, I, um, I didn't see it, but my brother saw it and he goes, yeah, it was a deer in, um, the, it, it, it's on the, uh, West side of the highway. And then, um, you know, I, I was too busy trying to, I was really focused on like a lot of the, um, the trunk or treat and, um like some other stuff with the nonprofit and the clothing and all this stuff. So I never really looked at it, but the coyotes dragged it across the road and it was on the East side and they, they tore it up. So my point being is that, you know, if there's too many people on the roads and we're all mowing down these livestock and, and wild animals, we're going to run out of food. And then, you know, then we're going to be looking at domestic animals like, um, or not domestic, no, not so much domestic animals like cats and dogs, but livestock like sheep, goats, horses, cows. And then once all that's been eaten, then, oh, poor puppy, you know, we're going to make, we're going to really make hot dogs out of these dogs. And the cats, I mean, talk about eating pussy, you know, it's like, we're going to be really just like, I don't know, just like a, a carnivorous machines, man. We're just going to keep eating. Then Finally, it might get to the point where become Navajos become cannibals because we'll be like, oh, well, all the food's gone. I got no choice. I got to eat my siblings or my parents or my grandparents or the newborn babies or something, you know, 
And another uh, situation that could stem off of, you know, hunger and lack of food is, um, uh, you know, like, like, oh, what I say? Cannibalism. Um, yeah. You know, maybe pretty much digging up people from the grave and eating them, you know, while they're still fresh, their corpses are still fresh if they're not embalmed and stuff like that. And so, you know, it, you would say, well, Mateo native ravager Navajos wouldn't do that. Oh yeah. Well, they're putting out, Navajos are putting out constantly their personal information online and, um, their personal relationship problems and how they're feeling, you know, and guaranteed there's a, there's a skinwalking witchcrafter there, you know, getting a kick out of it, laughing about it and enjoying the person, the Navajo person suffering and, and then, you know, then incest is another problem that's, you know, I feel it's not talked about, but it's rising. And so is domestic violence. And, um, and, you know, and the lack of jobs and opportunity while Jonathan Nez and, and, you know, idiots like that, um, uh, controller, uh, Perlene Kirk steal all this money, you know, and where, where do we draw the line when we say, oh, that's not going to happen. It, it's happening, man. And, um, then, you know, when you think about me doing a podcast inside the Hogan, it's like, it's, it could be like considered sacrilegious in a way, because it's like, well, you're, you're using the lightning way to communicate. And it's like, yeah. And that's the only way to, um, you know, get the word out to get people to think that, you know, this world, yeah, obviously the world ain't perfect and it ain't easy, but, um, just because, KTNN doesn't talk about it doesn't mean that, you know, it's not happening. And so that's where all this, um, you know, I take into account when I'm just kind of thinking about, you know, the ultimate equalizer hunger. What are you going to do when you get hungry? What are you going to do when there's no more food? What are you going to do when all these factors add up and you can't, you can't think of another way out of it. And you're just like, damn, this sucks. <laughs> uh, I can't get, you know, uh, there's no other way for me to get to, to satisfy my hunger other than to kill myself. And who knows, you know, suicide rates could jump up even higher. So, you know, putting, looking at the world in a bleak way like that, you know, it kind of makes me wonder, um, how is window rock going to, how long will it sustain itself? Because sooner or later, everybody's going to put their hate and blame and, uh, anger towards, uh, window rock. And what if there's riots? What if they attack these buildings and the police might say, you know what? Shit, I ain't going to, I'm going to risk my life trying to stop these other Navajos from burning down these buildings. You know, the, the police, Navajo police might just say, you know, hell screw it and shit. I'll throw, you know, I'll burn down a building too, you know? So you can never really say anything's 100% guaranteed. The police is, they're not the Navajo police are not a 100% guarantee that they're going to protect us. <laughs> they could walk off the job, you know, considering all the, uh, crap they got to put up with all the witchcraft. And that, that was another subject I wanted to talk about was police and witchcraft, uh, stories, you know, for the podcast, uh, for Halloween, but you know what, um, for, for what it is now, you know, just know that, um, the best thing that we can do. I believe as a tribe is to look more into personal gardens and, you know, harvesting, um, crops and also just 
doing what we can to uh, keep livestock going. And it's a lot of work. I mean, I ain't going to lie, man. I mean, I get tired of trying to take care of Billy and Billy and his crew. Um, I, sometimes I call him Billy, Billy the shitbird. And uh, sometimes he just kind of looks at me like, yeah, whatever. Before he used to run away from me. Now he's, he's gotten old now. We've had him for about, oh man, about eight years now. I'm going on nine. So I don't know how much longer Billy's going to survive with us, but, um, uh, my mom's like, oh, we just need to kill him and eat him before I would have said, yeah, let's go kill Billy, man. Cause he's, you know, he's just a pain in the ass, but now I've grown attached to him. You know, he's kind of like, you know, he's kind of like a, um, like a bully that's like your only friend <laughs> and you're the bully's only friend. So that's kind of like the relationship I have with that goat. And, um, but you know, I, I just, I just don't have it in my heart to, you know, it's like, come here, Billy, I'm going to cut off your, your head and we're going to dissect you and we're going to eat you. You know, it's like, um, it's like, that's a, um, another situation that could arise too, is that, you know, you could get really attached to your animals where you're like, I'm so hungry, but I don't want to eat you. You know, I might just, I'd, I'd rather just starve to death, you know, and the animal, what, what's it really going to care? You know, it's going to be like, well, you know, uh, like if you, if you had a dog and you're like, man, you're my last source of, uh, food, but I don't want to eat you. Cause, um, you know, you're my, you're my best friend and the dog's going to be like, well, whenever you fall over and die, you know, just so you know, I'm going to start eating you. <laughs> And that, that makes me, um, that makes me want to talk about another story about, uh, crows and coyotes, how they, you know, I've never seen a crow eat a coyote and I never seen a coyote eating a crow. They both eat dead animals. And I want to talk about that more, but, um, it's just time to move on to another subject because, um, uh, I got, I'm trying to cover all this. So that way, you know, we'll have a nice little ending for episode 22. So here we go. Moving on to the third subject of the night. 